Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 292 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. It's Christmas week. Oh my gosh, we made it. We have made it to, I don't know, the end of the month, the end of the season, the end of the year. (laughs) Right. Yes. I I mean, we're so close to the finish line of what has been the weirdest year in in my ever history. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's so funny because like I was just reading the other day, like um, an article that said, as we go into year two of the pandemic, I thought, oh my gosh, it's true because... It was already happening this time of year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so just it's kind of crazy. to Think about that. Not that this is going to be all pandemic focused, but how it's kind of hard. Not that's like the elephant in the room with like right. every conversation. Right. Yeah, it is. And if you heard our episode last week, um, we played with the idea of ghost of holidays past. It was really fun. And we got some nice notes about hearing about our memories of holidays past But today is kind of focused on the present, and there's really no way to talk about the present without including, you know, like you said, all of the weirdness of this year. I I just, in this moment, I am just still feeling a little anticlimactic about Christmas. And full disclosure, we're recording on December 17th, so maybe by the 22nd, it'll feel real. It just doesn't feel quite real. I mean, I've got the tree up. I've got all the festive yeah. trimmings, but it feels weird. I don't know. How about you? So, well, Owen. Okay. So first of all, two things. Yes. Um, I got done so early this year, all of my shopping, like literally the last thing I had to purchase was bought by the 14th. Wow. That is unprecedented for me. Like I would always, unless something just doesn't show up, you know, that I have, so I have to like go out and pinch it. I am done. And usually I'd still be shopping like up until Christmas Eve because I kind of like doing that. But this mm-hmm. year, just there was so much time to fill and I'm not doing it. I'm not going to concerts. I'm not going to like holiday stuff, you know. So the other day I was thinking how I really kind of wanted to have a night where I got myself in the spirit by pouring a glass of wine and wrapping presents. But I was talking to Jenna, my sister-in-law, and she's like, I'm waiting till next week because I'll have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't like put off wrapping, she's like, I'm afraid I'm going to get to the day or two before Christmas and just be like bummed that I'm done. That like everything I could milk out of the season has been milked out. So that was one thought I had. And then I was talking to Owen the other day and, you know, he's 15 and he just has a really fun, funny way of talking to me. Like he kind of always like approaches me and then just asks me a string of questions. That's kind of how we talk. So (laughs) today's question was, so, hey, mom, um, what are we like, you know, doing? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Christmas. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I guess, well, I mean, like, you know, is there anything I need to be thinking about or like getting ready for? Like, you know, do I need to put some time out? Like, do I need to, you know, keep myself free oh, <laughs> for something? Oh, and I was like, oh, honey, oh, no, no, we, we're all, there is no keep, there's no calendar. There's this no, is it. You're looking is, at yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I kind of gestured around. I'm like, we're doing it right now. This is, yeah. And it, 
it was it was kind of sad. I was like, I had nothing to offer at all. I was just uh-huh. like, here you are. You're doing exactly what you need to do by existing right now. Yeah. So thank you. But um, yeah, no, it's it's very strange. Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, we've been we've been recording some holiday content for a few weeks now. And and I think moms who are such planners and preparers, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that this holiday feels different. In fact, we've all been kind of obsessing over that for months. But now that it's here, it's almost like a different, almost like physical, visceral feeling of the difference. It's like we knew it was yep. coming, but now we're like, oh, and we're just looking around experiencing it. So that, I mean, that's actually a great segue into talking about the present moment, which is, yeah. the, you know, what this episode is about. So we're going to talk about, you know, this year's holidays and our families and what we'll be doing and stuff like that. But I thought um, to kick it off, I thought we could literally do a, like a quick lightning round. This is your life on December 17th as we're recording. So I'm just going to ask you some very easy questions to set the stage for the present moment. Okay. Okay. Go for All it. right. What are you wearing right now? Ooh, I am wearing a pair of those black like denim look legging jeggings whatever that I think you got a pair on Jane or you told me about them on Jane yeah I don't Maybe have not. them have, but I remember no, you, you don't getting them yeah they have like a like a denim look but they're mm-hmm. t- they're not really denim and they're the ones that I love in black and hated in every other color I remember so. that yeah <laughs> yes um I wear them a lot I really really love them I am wearing the with a top that I like grabbed off the rack at TJ Maxx because you know dressing rooms aren't a thing nope. but I was in there picking up some ca- like candles and I just knew I was going to love it. It's like a fleecy black um, three-quarter length sleeve but the kind that makes it really, and it's a dolman sleeve, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, we and love our dolmans. We do I. have our dolmans, and it's the kind that's really easy to push up. Uh-huh. And it has like this, not a turtleneck, but like one of those, what's it called? when like they a like cowl neck? Like a cowl neck, like a love really it. soft cowl neck. And it's got like a tied, like a cinched waist. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That's the perfect length with a drawstring. So it's like not always easy to just grab something off of a rack, but I knew this was going to look and feel fantastic on me. And so I bought it and I was right. I love it. Um, And I'm wearing a little thin pair of cotton socks because I decided today that my winter feet needed some attention and gave them a good scrubbing in the shower. And then I slathered them with my, Oh, I even have the lotion at my, at my hand. I bought this, um, what I thought was basically just like a, tub of moisturizer for my face, but it's very, very thick. Uh, yeah. It's actually a Garnier skin active soothing three in one moisturizer day night mask made with rose water. Um, anyway, you if put it feels, on your feet. I put it on my feet because it feels like userin. Like it's that, you know, that yes. mm-hmm. thick. Yeah. Um, like almost not waxy, but it's like a balm or something. Yeah. So like an ointment, I put it on my feet and I put little thin cotton socks on. I like to do that sometimes. You're so smart. I mean, I know I get the reputation as like the preparer, but you, I feel like are really good at thinking, you know, we talked about nails in a recent episode, like what am I going to be doing for the next hour and how can I maximize? Yes, I do that. I truly do. Before I record, I'm like, how could I get the most like beauty out of the next two hours? Yeah, (laughs) that's going to be my New Year's resolution. That's a great idea. Um, okay. Well, I am also wearing black leggings and they're also from Jane, but they're like a soft legging, not like a workout tight. Um, they're just, they're really soft. I have two pairs of them and I love them. Um, I I, think I have those same ones because I think you recommended them to me and I, were they pretty cheap? Yes. Very. Okay. So I got a pair, I got like four pair of those. And again, I love the black and like the dark gray, but all the other colors on me look awful. Okay. Interesting. So, so you know, like the I, quality is different or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. It can be hit or miss over there. Um, and then I had Uggs on earlier and I had little like running socks, but I've already kicked off my socks. And this goes back to my, I'm constantly taking off and putting on footwear in my house. So um, I am barefoot and I'm wearing a long sleeve, dark green t-shirt from Target. And then over that, I have this very thin, almost like tissue thin pullover it's I mean it looks like a sweater but it's not actually warm because it's so thin and it has elbow patches and it's just dark gray with black elbow patches and I've had it for probably eight years and it's a great layering piece um because it doesn't get too hot inside so basically like two long sleeve things layered over each other um I have a full face of makeup on for no reason and we talked about that in our recent beauty episode but then my hair is like totally dirty and unstyled and up out of my face so 
So can I make a side note really quick? Because you mentioned running socks. I'm assuming you didn't run today, but not at all. You know, okay. Um, I have decided, and I just decided this today to call cry uncle to give myself a pass on the idea that I am going to exercise at all between now and the week after Christmas. I'm just not going to do it. Like it was because I've been doing so much um, making, I'm making a lot of gifts this year. And that includes like trying to figure out when I'm going to ship stuff and um, when I'm going to fit everything else in. And I just thought now trying to fit in a workout has become the source of stress when usually it would feel good. Like Mm -hmm. figuring out like when I was going to like squeeze in a yoga class or like go out for a walk or doing a quick, you know, like a workout or whatever usually is something I look forward to as like an escape or a break, something like a feel good thing. And it was starting to not feel like that. And I was like, Nope, I'm out. I can't do it. So I just said today, Nope, it's not happening. I love that. And I just like in general, giving ourselves permission to do the thing that we're kind of already doing anyway is just a mindset shift. Yeah, exactly. I I wasn't doing it anyway. So why don't I just say this is the thing I'm not doing until it, it, until my life opens up for it again. So there you go. I love it. Um, Okay. Well, related to what you're wearing, are there any other physical feelings or symptoms of note today? Like how are you feeling in your body? And I can go first on this. Um, And it's not meant to be all negative. If you're feeling great in your body, that's good too. Um, I am a little headachey today, which is common for me. I'm very prone to mild headaches. It can be dehydration. It can be bad sleep. It can be hormonal time of the month, et cetera. So I'm a little headachey. My face, my skin on my face is flaky right now, which happens sometimes because I do use a retinol product that I love. And it's always the flaky face is always followed by like a week or so of fantastic skin. So I just put (laughs) up with it. But it's always like I go to put on a little um, like tinted moisturizer or, you know, makeup or something. And it's like I look like if you look up close, it looks like I'm peeling and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have great skin like tomorrow. I love it. Um, and then I think that's it. Those are my physical symptoms today. I feel pretty good. Otherwise, how about you? Um, well, because I haven't really been as active physically as I usually would be, I'm a little, I don't know, look sore. Like I just feel Mm. like I need to get in a really good stretch and movement and I haven't been as much. So I'm going to try to figure out like little ways to do that without having to have like, you know, a workout. Um, otherwise I feel good. I've been really zitty lately, mm. like real zitty. I've had a couple really big breakouts, which is pretty unusual for me. So I'm hoping like I'm coming down off of that and that I will look fantastic for the rest of the year. Yeah. Let's That's just, a fair thing let's to hope just for, manifest right? that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So tell me about the room that you are in and any, any descriptors of note in the present moment, present moment. Well, I am on my bed in my bedroom, which is where I almost, almost always record. And to the right of my bed, there are two nice big double windows and a, like a French door type, not a French door. Sorry. Like a, um, what do you call the door that has like the glass panels in it? Just a single door, but it's yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's an exterior door. It goes to the it's outside an exterior or- door that goes to like a little balcony that's mm-hmm. off of my bedroom mm-hmm. and over the side yard and faces like the, like a really pretty, like old old fashioned intersection in town. Like I'm in an older area of town, not super old, but pretty, you know, this house has probably been here since the 1800s. So it's pretty old. And, um, it's just really nice. Like I can go out there and see like a lot that's mm-hmm. going on at the high schools right across the street. And that's on my other side, although those blinds are closed right now. So I cannot currently see the high school, but if those blinds were open, I'd be looking at them. I am looking at a pile of, okay, does this ever happen to you? <laughs> I will have, cause I do my laundry downstairs. Okay. Um, I will fill a laundry basket with all my clean laundry, but then other stuff ends up in the laundry basket because I know I'm going to carry it upstairs. So like, so it's a vessel, it's a vessel. So like, there's a thing of Febreze. There's a couple baseball hats. I don't know why those are in there. Like just a bunch of random stuff that wound up in my laundry basket. And then I really, Oh, some like charger cords. And then I really needed my laundry basket for another load of laundry. So I dumped it at the end of my bed. And now I'm just looking at this bizarre pile of unrelated objects and clean clothes that are just hanging out there. My Kindle, my hairbrush is right next to me, my face mask. And then I'm also looking at a huge stack of library books that I checked out when the libraries were still open, which has now been probably a month and a half and still have not returned. And I need to, and they're right in front of my face. And I don't know why I can't bring myself to do it. Could you just collect them and put them in the next place, like the front seat of the car or like in a, a cute tote yeah. bag that you hang in the laundry room. I think sometimes I just removing them from sight so that yeah. you're like, like your brain has checked it off. Even if 
like you're not going to get there till January or whatever. Do you want to hear what's a weird thing that I think is happening with me in the library books? Because the library is closed. I now am hoarding them. Oh, it's like a scarcity. I don't want to return them. Yeah. Because I don't like, I didn't read them all. And I, at first was like, well, I overchecked out. I checked out too many things and I knew I wouldn't read them all. And I, I was fully prepared to return three quarters untouched. Right. But now I'm looking at them going, but that's reading material that could get me through like the next two months before they open again, if that's how long it takes. Yeah. And so part of me just wants to pay the fines and not return them, which is really like a dumb long-term strategy. Does yours not just let you renew them online? Like in a click? I was a, I was until they were like, Oh, they're then you oh can't ours are like anymore. never. In fact, the new library, since I moved to Santa Barbara County, they do it automatically. Like there's, I've had nice of them. Yeah. No, in Orange I County, trying. I had to go in and do it myself. Um, yeah, I keep trying and it keeps telling me I'm not eligible. Now, what I probably could do, I probably could call the branch and recheck them out because they are allowing people to do holds and pick up books and stuff. But I'm t- I can't do library like that. Like, I'm not good at, like, searching the card catalog and deciding what I want and having a hold. I, I need to go right. look at it. Right. Otherwise, that's like I just don't know what I want to read. So. Um, I might just do that, but it's just this thing. It's just like one of those nagging, stupid things that I don't know. I've been talking about my bedroom for too long, but you know, you know how it is. Like the piles of mess are getting to me a little bit. I love that six years into this, we still think we can do a lightning round of anything. So <laughs> is, is there anything like, is there something like slow lightning? <laughs> no, I think like it's lightning, like just... rolling thunder. Call it the rolling thunder. Oh, I love it. Round. Round. I love it. Okay. Um, Well, I am also in my bedroom and I have mentioned a couple of times, but I've, you converted me to recording the podcast from bed since I moved to this house and thought I was going to have an office to use and I don't. And then we were having technical problems in there anyway. So I sit in my bed. Um, I actually texted you a picture on your phone like a minute ago (laughs) because I always have unfolded laundry on my bed and there's a, an especially large amount of it today and also a dog bed at the end of my bed and a dog and my notebook. And so I'm in bed. I've got my little lap desk, um, which I purchased this year and I love and my mic stand. And it's kind of like a whole operation to get in and out of my recording setup in bed. Yeah. You Um, told me sometimes you're like stuck in it and you have to call Brian for help. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because of the (laughs) lap desk and the way the mic stand is, I'm comfortable. So I really, I enjoy sitting here, but it's, it's a process to extricate myself. Um, And then, yeah, my bedroom also has a pretty window that looks out to the street where a lot of people residentially, a lot of people use our residential street as like their walking path because the the streets nearby are busier and ours is a little loop that's less busy. So way more people walk my street than live on my street, if that makes sense, because it's a little loop. Um, So I see people walking their dogs and it's nice to have a big window. So that is the room that I'm in. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. 
Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so we have checked in about the present moment, about what we're wearing and how we're feeling and the room that we're sitting in. So I would love to hear um, the state of your house right now on December 17th. And actually, I'll go first with this one um, because I was really... I loved the blog post you wrote this month about Christmas in progress. Is that what you called it? Christmas in, in, I thought it was Christmas uh, in progress. Oh my gosh. I call it, no, emerging Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Emerging so Christmas. Yeah. basically how even 10 or 12 or 15 days into the month, you might have these pretty rooms that are decorated, but there's always Amazon boxes like yes. half opened on the side and there's always dishes in the sink. And I know at this point we sound like a broken record about some of this stuff, but I thought the way you wrote about it um, was just very gentle and kind of like, at least for someone like me, like just a reminder that it still counts. Like your pretty twinkle lights still count, even if you have to kick like a trash pile out of the way to appreciate them. Like there's always that corner of junk in in December. You're not aiming to get rid of it. You need to enjoy it even while it's there is what I took away from that. And, and it never, there's never a moment where that all goes away. Like it literally, exactly. even on Christmas day, it's, you're either in emerging Christmas or diminishing Christmas. It's like <laughs> so waxing true. or waning. It's never like there, you know, we, oh you gosh. didn't arrive. You just kind of blew past it. And now you're going in the other direction. And I think that's just like, I think we think at some moment there's going to be this photo worthy, mm-hmm. um, minute and time, like moment in time where it's just all done. And there's just always going to, because even the stuff you put up went came out of somewhere. Yes. Yes, totally. <laughs> so, and it's got to go yeah. somewhere. So exactly. Um, okay. So the state of my house, um, I would just say festive, but dirty. So both like both can coexist. I'm really in love with the tree we found and where we put it. And we have this beautiful formal living room that I've probably Instagrammed too many times. Now people are tired of seeing it, but it has built in bookcases and a bay window. So it's very like, pretty. It's just very charming. And, um, the tree looks great. I mean, I, I'm just feel like, I, I feel like, um, antis- or what are we talking about? Like dreams versus reality. Like the reality yes. actually lived up to what I was picturing with, um, with the decor and the tree, especially. So it's very festive. Um, I made sure we had lots of like twinkle lights to just throw up here and there. Um, I bought some extra ones at Target for like $2, which by the way, great tip for next year. Target has um, twinkle lights with a white string instead of a green. So anything that you're not going to put on an actual evergreen tree, it looks, they just look a little more polished and pretty when the, when the string is white instead of dark green. And they were $2 and 50 cents for, for, for a pack for a string of 50 yeah. lights. And I bought it's crazy how cheap they can be. Yeah. yeah. I bought a bunch of white lights and a bunch of colored lights and I just put them in all random places in the house. So the house feels so pretty and festive and I feel like just super like cozy and dreamy and grateful about that. And the floors really need sweeping. Like we haven't had a deep clean in this house, like not, not a real one since we moved in five and a half months ago. Of course, like I clean the toilets and I sweep the floors and all that, but like it's, it really needs cleaning. You know, the kids art projects are everywhere. There's laundry piles. So yeah, it's, I am having to embrace that duality and your blog post kind of helped me. And I read somewhere that Enneagram ones, one hallmark of an Enneagram one is they'll walk into a room and immediately see the thing that needs to be fixed. And it's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's just one of our skills is to like identify areas of improvement, but when you're trying to, you know, make your home welcoming and cozy and pretty, like that's not, you need to be able to shut that thing off right. or like dim that, 
dim that tendency. So that's kind of where I am in the home well, here right and now. Because the thing that to you, I think that's so interesting. And I wonder what for Enneagram 2 it would be. But let me guess. Who needs something? I, uh, well, I think that probably for me, I would worry about things like, is there enough toilet paper in the bathroom mm. and a hand towel so everyone can use it? Like, so it's like, I tend to kind of fixate on some of those kinds of things. Um, but at the same time, like I miss details all the time. Like I would walk into a room and not notice the, if a clutter pile has been there long enough, it ceases to exist to me. Right. So it's like, yeah, like there's a, the upside and the downside. The upside is I can look in and go, I can triage really fast and go what mm -hmm. matters to people and what doesn't. Yeah. That's a plus. And like the negative is, I literally don't see anything else. Right, right. So, yeah. Like we need to combine our two powers. I know. No kidding. Point. Yeah. So uh, how about you and your home? So you know that I had moved from a tiny, tiny home to a much bigger home and it's looking a little sparse to me. Um, even in the house we lived in before the tiny home, it was just more of your like slightly newer house style where you could see more of the house from one place. And in this I live in like an old fashioned farmhouse, right? Like, so the, the whole mm -hmm. downstairs, every room is very much its own. And there's like a separate sitting room, and the living room and the dining room is separate and the kitchen is separate. And I basically live in the kitchen. So I'm very happy that the little, I have like a whole bunch of little trinkety, like red and white Santa Claus trinkets and little toys. And they're just like all cute. And they've always gone together. And I've always put them in this very specific place um, on this like dresser thing that I use as a buffet table kind mm -hmm. of. And this year, it just didn't make sense to put them there. I put them, I have this sort of cheesy mirrored shelving thing behind my sink, which I kind of hate. It's very 80s, but it works so well when you've got lots of smalls, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so all the smalls reflect back and it looks really, really pretty. But that means that all the spaces I would have put that stuff on are now sort of semi-empty. Yeah. And I feel like I need more stuff. At the same time, I don't want to spend money on more stuff right now. And I don't really want to then, you know, we're not going to live in this enormous house forever. This is very yeah. much like a, let's get two, two more kids out of the house before yeah. we downsize again things. So like, it really doesn't make sense for me to, so I'm just trying to like, I almost have to do a loop through the house to see all my Christmas stuff. And I don't love I know that. I wish I, I know could just see mean. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the tree is very pretty. We got like a big, nice fat tree this year. And I like, I love it a lot. And, um, the, uh, we have a, you know, a mantle, which is new for me. I haven't had a mantle in forever and mm -hmm. it looks, the nutcrackers and the stockings look fantastic on it. So it's just like, I have to go into each room and take a moment to pause and appreciate what I like about that room and then move on. But I don't, the thing doesn't feel cohesive to me. Yeah. So love it and don't. And then I actually hired a cleaning service to come on, on Friday. And I have not just like you, since I moved into this house now, it's been almost a year. I have not had I've only done one deep clean. I did my own deep clean last April and it took me a full 24 hours. Like yeah. I didn't do anything but clean and sleep mm -hmm. for from like one full day to the next full day. And I was sore <laughs> afterward mm -hmm. and it was great, but I was like, I don't have the time to do that this year. And honestly, like, you know, we talk a lot about supporting local businesses and stuff, but like those kinds of local businesses are struggling too. And so mm -hmm. Not that I have to justify it, but it did, it did kind of help me solidify that decision. Like, yeah, here's something I can do to like employ somebody locally that, you know, over the years I have, that has really helped me a lot when I've needed it. And so I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow evening, having a totally clean and dog hair free temporarily yeah. holiday house. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Good. Well, final question in the present check-in, um, because this is a parenting podcast, a motherhood podcast. So at the present moment, how old are your children? First of all, I always like to revisit that because we have lots of new listeners. And where are they? Like literally, where are your five children right now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> where? I have no idea where they are. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So let's see. Um, they are. I just, they all just changed ages except for one. So I always have to pause. They are 11, 15, 17, 21, and 23. All odd My, numbers uh, right now. All odds, just for a little bit. And then yeah. Clara will become even again, and then the whole thing will get thrown off. But yes, there's a bright, shining moment in December, December through early March that they are all odds or evens. Um, Clara is in her room. I believe she is working on schoolwork. She, I have forced, because the kids are doing school remotely, mm -hmm. um, I, I have mandated that she sit at the dining room table to work because she kept falling asleep in zoom calls. 
Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> because she would get all cozy in her bed. And I don't mind if she's like, I know some schools have rules about that, but I'm like, come on, guys. Like these kids need to be comfortable. I work in bed. Yeah. But a couple times I came in and could tell she'd been nodding off. And then she said at one point her teacher was, she woke up to her teacher going, Clara. <laughs> Clara. Oh, God. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work anymore. So I was making her go downstairs. But then she was saying things like, mom, this house is so cold. I'm literally freezing. I'm like, and it's, it's just an old farmhouse. Like mm. the room she does, the dining room is all windows basically. So she, mm -hmm. it's drafty and chilly in there. But I mean, I feel the cold. My kids complain about cold to a level that I think is a bit ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> today she did say she had a bit of a headache. So I let her go in her room and I think she's kind of like lounging and working on work sort of half-heartedly. Owen is in his room at his desk working on school. Oh, and Clara doesn't like to work at her desk because her bed is behind her desk, which means if she's sitting at her desk, everyone can see her bed. Whereas if she's sitting in her bed, everyone just sees the wall. Right. You know, it's just this interesting, like, gymnastics that about the stuff that we wouldn't have had to worry about totally ever before this, especially um, in middle school, yeah. self-conscious middle school years, yes. you know? Yes, exactly. Um, Will is in his room taking, I believe, um, a makeup test. Okay. Um, Isaac is at his job in about an hour and a half away from here. And I believe, excuse me, I believe he's coming home tonight. He lives in Grand Rapids, which is, um, the, the next biggest city. And okay. Um, he comes home typically Thursday nights. He works Monday through Thursday and then okay. is here Thursday through Sunday. And then Jacob, I don't know where Jacob is. He's That's all right. I mean, he's, he lives here. He's an adult. He's probably, he likes to go like, I don't know, ride his bike around town and, um, buy things at like McDonald's. I don't know. He's, he's just like doing his own thing. So I'm going to say that four out of him. five is an A plus. You it's have not bad. Five children, and two of whom are adults. Can I just tell you, can I just tell you the sweetest dream I had last night? Yeah. And it made me so happy. I had a dream that all my other kids were the, the correct ages, but Isaac, my 21 year old was two, like two mm -hmm. and a half. And the whole dream was, I just like, I get teary thinking about it. And I have no idea why I had this dream. You know how it's so random. And it was him sledding. And it was me like at the bottom of a sledding hill and him coming down like oh over and gosh. over again, laughing. And I was so happy. Like I just woke up and was like, oh. He was That's such a cute amazing. little two and a half year old. It was like I got to go back and relive him as a as a little one, and it was it made me so happy. So well, he was also a challenging two and a half year old. So you got oh like gosh, the yes. best the the best. Probably parts. him coming down a, a hill on a sled was the like the happiest I ever was because he couldn't yeah. break anything or right. have a, a tantrum, <laughs> and he wasn't asking me to nurse. That was right. the other thing. He was like the one I couldn't wean. Oh my gosh, that's oh another story. Gosh. But anyway, that's oh where we are right now. How about you? Where are you? Okay. Where are your children, Sarah? Um, so they are age wise, they are 12, 10 and seven, but Violet will be eight in less than a month now. So, um, we're almost going into the phase where they're stair steps with evens yeah. for a little bit, but mm -hmm. she is still seven, um, until January. So they are all at school in person. I'm so lucky for that. They're wearing their little masks. Um, I've gone through my morning drop-offs, which is like staggered. So the younger two are at elementary school and the older one is at a middle school. But even the younger two have staggered drop-offs and pickups. So it's like being at three schools in terms of driving. So we've done all the morning drop-offs and they are all doing their little thing. Violet has a um, violin concert-ish. They're just video. <laughs> they're having them stand six feet apart on the blacktop outside and play what would be their like holiday violin concert. And then they're just going to send us. It's not, they're not even streaming it on zoom. I think probably for like camera angles and stuff. Cause yeah. it would be hard. So instead they're going to video it and put something together to send us tomorrow. So she was a little bit nervous. Um, they got, they got to dress up or they had to dress up and anything with clothing is very stressful to her. She gets very excited mm. about dressing up. Um, she loves clothes and she has so many because she's the last in all the hand-me-downs. So she'll think for days about an outfit, but then she'll like change her mind at the last minute or it won't be comfortable. So clothing is always drama, but she picked out a cute outfit and she was excited. She was nervous, I think, about um, this little violin concert. And yeah, Reed just has a normal day and Allegra has a normal day. And then um, as we record this, this is Thursday. So tomorrow is the last day before break and they all have half days tomorrow. And because it's a COVID year, all I can think is like, okay, one and a half more days and then we hunker down. And and there right. hasn't been too much. There, there really has not been 
any cases on campus. And they're doing this cohort model where you might hear of one classroom that, you know, needs to go to Zoom for a couple of weeks, but like it hasn't affected the whole school. So there's no reason to be like ultra paranoid, but it does just feel like, OK, let's just get everybody home and bubbled again because California um, is not doing well. So anyway, that's where my kids yeah. are. They are at school, which is pretty crazy. Nice. So, yeah. OK. Um, well, that was the longest lightning round in the history of lightning. I, um, I just think this is like several storms. This is like a cluster storm, you know, like where the light when you're when you're looking outside, there's lightning literally everywhere. You know, how that yeah. happens sometimes in like the summer. I don't know if you get that in California, no, but it happens a lot in Michigan. We don't have anything. Um, so they're like it, it almost you're like, is it heat lightning? Is it just storms all over the place? It's really cool. But that that's that's kind of what that was like. Or I like think. a slow moving hurricane, like where they say, well, this hurricane's <laughs> just going to sit over the city of Houston for the next two weeks. Okay. And then it's going to slowly devolve until it reaches shore and there's nothing left of it. That's we the show. That's this away. episode, guys. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Um, well, we are going to talk about, so we're talking about the present holiday season, but it's hard not to compare COVID years to other years. So I thought we could just spend a little bit of time talking about how this holiday season, and that includes like Christmas in the coming days, yeah. um, looks different than it would have if COVID hadn't happened. So I want you to like almost put on your like sliding doors, you know, like if if it was 2020, but COVID hadn't happened. Um, and I can go first on this one. Wait, wait, Sarah, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. At any point, do I get to um, act out the ghost of Christmas present? Because I took some time to rehearse. Perfect. I think, well... <laughs> I think the ghost he should of Christmas arrive. Present was the jolly one. Oh, I see. Oh, this is where. <laughs> so the ghost of Christmas past is scary. I believe. Okay. Like, ooh, I think if I'm remembering it right. And then the ghost of Christmas present was like the one with the big curly beard and like was all decked out in like, you know, festive clothing. And, and I remember him being very huge. Oh, okay. I don't remember any of these details. Oh, okay. let's talk about the present. Okay. I mean, that was amazing. Please continue to do that throughout this outstanding podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to go first. We're going to talk about what if 2020 hadn't been COVID and just kind of play with that idea. Um, one thing that's like a real bummer to me, we had started going to Salt Lake City every year, a couple weeks before Christmas for the Lower Lights concert, which I've talked about before. but they're um, a musical group made up of a bunch of indie folk musicians that come together at Christmas. And it's like a 20 person band on stage. And it's like classic Christmas carols, mostly in some old hymns. And it's like a, I don't know, thousand person auditorium. And people are literally on their feet, like singing, stomping to some. It's like because I'm not a regular churchgoer, um, it's the closest thing to like a large group singing and you don't people don't sing along with every song at the lower lights concert some of it's just like a regular concert but it's a very it is like festive overload and salt lake city is you know cold and snowy at the holidays which where i live is not and so i think i've done it three times once i went by myself once brian and i went and once brian and i went with my parents and you know my best friend from growing up sarah samples a musician she's in the group and um I don't know when that will ever happen again. Honestly, I think that I think they were kind of they've been doing the concert for 10 years. I think some of the band members are kind of phasing out anyway. And just like that feels like in another world because it's all the things we can't do. Travel, large groups, indoor singing, like it's just everything. Um, So that would have happened. Um, I I had thought about taking Allegra. I thought about like mixing up who who went with us. So that is kind of like a loss. And then the big one is like, we literally would not have moved to Santa Barbara if not for COVID. So it is kind of weird to think about 2020, if not for COVID, we would have been living our old life in our cute little neighborhood in Orange County. I would have been doing my kids caroling party that I talked about last week. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty profound the way this holiday looks different than if COVID hadn't happened. And it's not it's not in the way that maybe other people would say, because it's not necessarily like large family gatherings or travel, but there's some pretty big differences. So how about you? Oh, well, I mean, it's already looked different because we were, you know, our usual tradition would be for Jenna and I to take the girls to the Nutcracker. We did not do that this year. We kind of had just like a little local staycation, which actually was really fun, relaxing, lovely, and very inexpensive. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the same. Um, And then usual. So we don't travel on Christmas day or Eve. So that won't really be any different. And our pod kind of consists of 
my brother's family, um, John and Jenna and their kids, and I'm sure I'll still see them. Um, probably on Christmas Eve. And we, we, we change that up and because they're not doing their usual family stuff this year. Right. Maybe that'll open up some time on Christmas day. Like I really don't know, but for us, the big thing that's not happening is the, um, the big, like my multifamily gathering after Christmas. So yeah. that would have usually happened like around New Year's a little bit before New Year's. We'd go see my aunt in Chicago. Sometimes, sometimes we would do it here. And like, None of that is happening. And so that's just a bummer. And I don't, you know, I don't know that there's going to be any way to see my sister who lives in Lansing. She's a lot closer than my brother's family who lives in Minneapolis. So we could potentially work out some kind of briefer, like more distanced um, get together. But I just don't know that we will. Like, I feel like, you know, there's just too many questions and like, is the effort worth it? And I mean, and poor again, like Owen the other day was like, well, what if we all went and got COVID tested and they all got COVID tested? Could we go? And I said, honey, it's not that I would, I would totally do that. But like, I don't know that we can just all show up and get COVID tests on demand right now, the way you could six months ago. And even if we did, I don't know how long it would take to get them back. And then I don't know how long it would take on their end. And then like, you know, by the time you wait five days to get the results, are they even accurate? It's just, it feels like to me, um, it's better just to say, yeah, Yeah. We're not doing any of that. And that's hard. And like, I don't know when, when we'll make it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That, yeah so pretty, like pretty Christmas even day won't be that different, but the rest, all of the other big things we hang our holiday mm-hmm. on are just not happening this yeah. year. So yeah. I think that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well then the other question I had was how will this year's holiday and you can expand this to just being like this stage of your life, not just 2020, but how are things different than the holidays we talked about last week? Um, you know, I, I said five years ago, 10 years ago, but you can, you can kind of go with this where, wherever you like with your ghost of Christmas present, but maybe paint us a picture of what things are like now as a mom of two adults and three tweens and teens versus what things looked like, you know, five or 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's definitely easier in a lot of ways. I don't have to worry about the, you know, believer dance, um, Mm -hmm. especially that got very like tricky as some kids got older and others were Mm -hmm. still littles that I remember being kind of hard. Um, but like on the other side, like it's a little anticlimactic. Like I know my kids are all going to like what I get them, but there's, it's really hard to wow them now. Um, I don't have the budget to to wow them the way I did when they were little and their needs were simple. And not only that, there's not even anything they ask for. Like their, their needs have become so kind of like, I don't know, pedestrian, like the Mm -hmm. stuff that they want has all become like very practical. It's like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm living in a house full of like, you know, old people or something. And there's like, well, oh, just give me some clothes. I'm like, okay, Socks. what about toys? But none of them play with toys anymore. Now, Clara yeah. still really likes art supplies and she still gets really excited about stuff. Like, you know, she gets excited about little trinkets and treats mm-hmm. and fancy things like that excites her. But the other kids, it just, it's hard. Like, like I feel like making our Christmas list just isn't as fun as it yeah. used to be. And shopping just isn't as fun. Um, on the other hand, like all the stuff I'm making this year, it's because my hands are free and I can. Yeah. And that never happened for me when they were little. So there's a the trade-off. Like I'm getting a lot of personal joy out of being able to like stitch and embroider all these gifts and things and like put together these kind of fun gift packages to send people because I won't see them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really fun for me. But I feel like the overall fun and excitement level in the house is diminished overall. Yeah. I think that's really important for moms of little ones to hear that there is always a trade off and nobody likes to be told like, oh, enjoy this time now, honey. Like you're going to miss this later. Like nobody likes to hear that. But maybe what what people might be more open to hearing is just what it is like in five or 10 years and not to like not to weigh one against the other, but just to be honest about those trade-offs. So I think that's yeah, really it's like, accurate. It's like we still as moms get get a lot of joy out of doing things for people and for other people. But the joy, but the people we're doing the stuff for used to maybe be more focused on our like little nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And so much excitement was in every little thing for them. And then that starts to fade and 
your eye, you know, you lift your eyes and look out a little bit and go, okay, yeah. well, what's some other ways I can bring like slightly less magical joy to more people, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Um, well, for me, you know, obviously I'm several years behind you and I am squarely in that place you talked about with um, the magical believers going on. I'm hoping this is our last year. I'm really, to be very brutally honest, I am not enjoying the the waning of the magical yes. belief in my house it's it's very inconvenient and like not fun anymore and i'll just be grinchy about that and i think it's the last year but i don't know i think you said clara was like closer to 10 or something but um, i think she was kind of faking it for a while yeah. but yeah like 9 to 10 yeah yeah yep. so anyway i'll just leave that there but even even with the shopping and the deciding what to gift the kids it's like i feel like there's this other gifter that gets credit for things. And I'm like super over that. Do you know what I mean? I know we're being yeah. vague here for little ears, but like I'm, I'm over that. I want all the oh, credit yeah. for the gifts. And it's kind of like putting a wrench in, um, like our gift planning a little bit. It's like, gosh, if only, if can only, I be honest, yeah, you're that age that you're describing right now was when I shifted away from like the big gift get, going to like the mm -hmm. credit for the big gift going yeah. to another entity. Let's put it that way. And I just started claiming the credit. And then the only other entity, like the only thing the other entity got credit for was the stockings. Like That's I honestly strategically shifted away and nobody ever noticed. I would, if I could do it over again, and if there's anyone listening who wants to adopt this, that's how I would do it from the beginning. Stockings yeah. were magical or, or some other magical tradition. Like maybe, maybe one type of gift magically appeared and it was always pajamas or it was always, you know, like something, but but big ticket gifts, I wish I had done that differently from the beginning. So that's not really what I meant to talk about in terms of present day. Let me tell you what's great about my present day. Allegra decided to make Christmas cookies on a whim after school the other day and looked up a New York Times like legit recipe, did it all, chilled the dough overnight. And then oh yesterday gosh. after school, a day later, supervised the rolling out, the cutting out, the baking oh and gosh. the decorating of with the younger two. And I just kept being like, this is, this is really amazing. Like now that's, now you're getting the magic. Now that is magical. <laughs> um, and of course my kids are still young enough that they do get excited about making cookies. And, um, so that was really fun. Um, we made gingerbread from scratch with my, um, mother-in-law. I have two mothers-in-law. Brian has a mom and a stepmom and no dad anymore. So I have two, I have two mothers-in-law. Brian's stepmom is an amazing baker, lives outside Chicago. And we got on zoom with her and she walked us through making gingerbread, which the making of gingerbread is not that hard. It's like making sugar cookies or something, right. but it was fun to do from scratch. And then we assembled houses from scratch gingerbread, which I've never wow. done in my life. And it was both it was, it was challenging, but it was also like many things. It was in some ways easier than I thought it was going to be. And then it, you take like all the years you've bought the kits and you're like, oh, this is a lot better. First of all, it smells like gingerbread. We set them on this mm -hmm. counter mm -hmm. that you walk by to get to the bedrooms and it smells like gingerbread, which the kits do not. And we had more control over things like how much icing. And, um, so it was so much fun. And if you've tried to do gingerbread houses with four and five-year-olds, it's not fun. Like it's stressful and they cry when things break and they want you to do it a certain way. And like, you don't have fun. So yep. I am in these gravy years, as you call them, where my kids still think those things are fun, but they also like, they can genuinely do stuff by themselves and they don't fall apart. If like the roof cracks a little bit and we're like, Oh, whoops, let's fix that. And it's not like someone's not on the floor screaming. So yeah, gravy years for sure over here. And you know, five years ago, I was thinking five years ago, I was still not sleeping through the night. Um, I, you know, I had three really tiny kids 10 years ago. I had like a toddler and a six month old. And like, so yeah, lots, lots has changed for me in the last few years. And this is in general, a good place to be, except for the grumpy part about magical night visitors. Well, I love that. And I have to say this year, it gets, I mean, you can make it even easier. Like I handed, uh, those gingerbread house kits to my kids. And uh, that does not replace, you know, obviously making real gingerbread. That sounds amazing. But what I thought was amazing was the only thing I had to do was cut the end off the yeah. um, icing bag because yeah. Clara could not figure it out. She's like, how do I get the, you know, the thingy in there? And I did that for her. And that was it. That was the only, and then I walked away and then I came back later and it was just, there was a gingerbread house. I was yeah. like, wow, that's, that's the stuff. If you have like a two-year-old listening, uh -huh. you're listening right now and you have like a two-year-old and a four-year-old, you're probably like, what? What? 
First yeah. of all, will kids even want to do that stuff anymore? They will. They will yeah. still want to do that stuff. Yeah. But they can just do it in a way where it almost like your involvement can be so low and you still get that credit for supplying it, mm-hmm. like having the ingredients on hand. And that is magical. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. So I know that gratitude practices are always, you know, brought up as a way to kind of like appreciate the present moment. And I admit to sometimes being like, yeah, 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 I get it. I'm grateful. Like, I definitely know what I got to prove it. (laughs) I, I know how good I have it. But um, I do think sometimes like really stopping to say it out loud is helpful. So I'm hoping listeners, if you're listening to this in the couple of days before Christmas, things can get really hairy. We talked last week about how almost every mom cries on Christmas Eve for some reason or another. Um, so to really think about this present moment when you're listening to this, you can play along with us and just think of some things you're, you're grateful for. So I have kind of three categories, Megan. Um, so I want you to tell me one thing you are feeling grateful for right now and right now, meaning like today or this week or this month, but a pretty like pretty local to this period of time, December 2020. I mean, is it going to sound like really cliche for me to just say I'm so grateful that I'm we're all warm and healthy and, you oh, know, that's like, not- that's uh, like we have gifts that are ready to be wrapped and we have food in our cabinets and we have secure housing. Yeah. And we're all warm and together. And I'm just grateful for that. No, that's, I mean, that is not, that's worth saying out loud for sure. And I have that thought all the time. I am going to say specifically, I am really grateful for my husband right now. Um, he had took on a new role shortly after we moved and is working the first half of the pandemic. He, his workload was very light, almost comically light. And it's now the opposite. He's working around the clock. He has some like a lot of pressure on him in a lot of ways. And he has to do it from home. And I mean, we both earn income for our family and both of our income contributes to our ability to live in this crazy place we live. Um, But I don't think we could do it. 
financially, if not for this step up that he took. So I, when I feel grumpy about like, and I do, I sometimes get grumpy about like, I'm working and momming more than he is working and dadding. And I think a lot of couples have that, like, especially when you're both working from home, it's like, well, like, what's the, like, you know, where are the scales balancing out? And I just am extremely grateful for the hard work that he's doing at his job, a job that's putting a lot of pressure and a lot of new pressure on him. And, um, he, unlike I can sort of thrive sometimes with a little bit of extra pressure. It's not his comfort zone. He is someone who really thrives in stability and like, isn't, he doesn't purposely seek out, um, challenge or discomfort. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, actually. He's like a very even keel person. So it's even harder for him to be in hot water. So that's what I'm feeling grateful for right now. Um, what, oh, thank you. Um, what are you grateful for as you look back at, I wrote a different word in our outline that I'm not going to say out loud, but the, (laughs) the dumpster fire that was 2020, can you find a silver lining or something to be grateful for, for this year as a whole? Um, I don't remember if I've already talked to you about this, Sarah, but I was just thinking today how, how much has been permanently lost in the last year due to COVID. And, and that sounds very gloomy, but I'm Mm going to turn it around. Okay. There are entire activities, groups of people, places like old haunts, things like Mm -hmm. that, that I will never go back to. They will never be a part of my usual routine again. Mm -hmm. Um, for like lots of reasons. Right. But I think the side of that that I'm grateful for is that it almost happened. uh, It happens anyway. Like your life changes and there's groups of people that just fall out because they're not that important. They're just, and it's not that they're not important people like (laughs) on a global, but like to you, they're just not part of your like most inner circle. Right. And I think there's a couple of times when that happens very naturally quickly and moving is one of them. Like there are things you're not going to go hang out in orange county every weekend again right right right. go to the restaurants you used to go that's not going to happen neighbors that you weren't that close with those people aren't just aren't going to be in your life anymore and we all live very socially cluttered lives right now and Mm. there's too much going on and we have too many people that we have to like care about and check in with and all these things and it's it's overwhelming and not really the way i think human humans are wired to um it's not just me that thinks that by the way Mm -hmm. there's like actual science that backs (laughs) that up and one thing i'm kind of grateful for is how it just cut all that unnecessary stuff out and I didn't have to do a thing. It just happened. Yeah. And like really what was left was all the stuff that was really, really worth it to me to make time and room for. And I think um, that's super profound, actually. And it's, it's sad, but it's like also really good mm-hmm. in a way. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that. I love that. I did not prepare an answer for this one. So I'm like searching around a little bit. I can think of several things about 2020 and kind of silver linings or, or spots of gratitude. I'll I'll go more, um, more broad rather than like, I am super grateful that 2020 brought us to this move closer to my family, but I've talked about that enough. So I will go with, um, I think like a lot of the pain and really like terrible things that happened in 2020 created an awareness in people whose lives are otherwise super comfortable. And so I mean that with regard to Black Lives Matter and um, with regard to health and first responders and just kind of like this um, no longer being possible to ignore the suffering of others, no longer being possible to um, kind of like exist in your comfort zone. And I I can't speak for everyone, but I, I felt an awareness through um, yeah, through Black Lives Matter, through the election, through COVID of people um, stepping out of their privilege and their comfort zones more than any other year. And I, I was inspired by a lot of what mm. I saw. Um, and I don't know that that would have happened in another year. So I'm not, you know, grateful for what brought us to those points or what we had to go through. But I am grateful for what I, you know, I don't think will go back in a lot of ways to, you yeah. can't unknow what you now know. That was a little vague, but I, I think no, that's what makes, I'm grateful for. It makes total sense. And I think it's kind of in a way, like kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you just say like a, it's like a super concentrated lesson we all learned yeah. um, in a lot of different things and like a clearing of the, of the slate 
and yeah. also getting back to what's really important and all, but like it happened so fast because we we're all forced into it. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something that's a little like woo woo and weird? And I thought maybe sure. I'd write an essay about this, but I don't think I'm going to. So I'm just going to say it on the podcast at the beginning of 2020 in on like New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. The kids were all I printed them these um, like these printables where you could make some resolutions if you wanted these cute things. And they were doodling and drawing. And Violet wrote down she wrote down. Thank you for 2020. And I cut it out and I washi taped it into my notebook, which is not something I would normally do. And I remember thinking it was cute because she was six at the time, about to be seven. And it's in her little printing. And I think she got mixed up between she forgot that you say Happy New Year. So it's like she didn't really know what the what is the official greeting of a new year. It's it's Happy New Year. But she got she couldn't remember. So she instead wrote, thank you for 2020. And I literally taped it into my notebook in January of 2020. And I have looked at that so many times be like, okay, obviously like we didn't know, but it was just a really like weirdly prophetic and like backward and kind of woo woo thing that, um, I just felt like has some kind of meaning, meaning I could post a picture of it, but it was a weird thing for a six-year-old to write. And then of course, like it's not the year that any of us thought was going to happen. So I've had that little thing taped in my journal all year. So thank you for 2020. I love that. Um, well, last one, um, anything you're particularly grateful for that has to do with the podcast or our business or our community? Um, and I can go first if you need a minute to think we didn't really prepare. Um, I am grateful for a lot of things, obviously all of you listening and the fun that we have, like making this show. But I think the specific thing that I will speak to is I am super grateful that we put in the hard work over the last three years, especially to run our business like a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, like, I just think I'm going to just toot our own horn for a minute here. <laughs> okay. I think we make really good business partners. Like I think we work really, really well together on the business of running our business, but it would have been easy because we could have gotten by with a handshake agreement and like winging it as we went. It could have been easy to do that forever, but instead we've put in systems for how we you know, how we keep our books and how we pay our taxes and how we hire people and how we pay ourselves. And those are, those are like big girl grown up decisions we've had yes. to make. And it didn't all happen at once. I mean, it's happened gradually, but when an economic reality like 2020 happened, I just have felt super proud over the last year of running the business that we do. And I hope that doesn't sound like I'm bragging or something, but it's almost like I'm like, I'm pleasantly surprised at what a what a ship shape situation we have over here. And I feel really grateful for that. I credit you with so much of that, Sarah. And I'm also very grateful for that. And I will say it would be bragging. I think if we were like, well, we're just so talented, it just happened. (laughs) That is not it. What it's, it's stepping out of our comfort zones for both of us in very different ways, by the Mm -hmm. way, like we both have to challenge ourselves all the time to do something that's good for the business that does not jive with what our natural tendencies want us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, we both have to do that. And there are different things, but sometimes they're the same thing, actually. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it. I think us being so different has been helpful in that way, but also like being kind of humble about it and like yeah. not thinking either one of us knows everything. And and so mine will just piggyback off of that. And that is that I am so grateful that we have a business that we can feel really good about that actually also means that we can work like, you know, human beings, like, like when our kids needed us in the spring because Mm -hmm. schools were shutting down, we had the ability to pivot and change the way we did things a little bit so that it made that a little easier. And still, you know, neither one of us had to like go out and get another job or like it just, we were able to make it work. And that's partly to do with what we've done with the business. And that's partly because of how loyal, um, the community has been. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for both like the job we're doing behind the scenes and the fact that everyone keeps showing up and like leaving us such lovely reviews and ratings and sending yeah. us email. I mean, it really keeps us going and um, has just been, it's been a really nice year. I think like a highlight year business wise, which is yeah. an interesting thing to say about 2020. It is, it is. And I think there's um there's a temptation for women, especially to be like, oh, look, I made some money doing like the right. thing that I love. And sometimes um, you don't hear women talking about like 
the less glamorous parts of, especially in our line of work. So I don't know. I hope that all comes across the right way, but I know there are many, many, many other women content creators out there who are either at the beginning or well-established, but they are running legit businesses with, you know, employees and tax returns and like stuff going on behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm grateful that we get to do that. And um, yeah, I'm proud of us. So me too. All right. Well, um, I think it's time to just wrap up and say Merry Christmas, everyone. I love that the wrap up and the outline literally just says Merry Christmas. Can we just like drop the mic and walk away? Merry Christmas. Mic drop. Um, (laughs) And next week we are going to use this past, present, future framework to, I don't know, dream a little bit about um, 2021 in kind of a fun, low-key way. So yeah. that episode will air on the 29th and still in that in this kind of between Christmas and New Year space. So look out for that one. And yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll talk Merry to you soon. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.